And that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. We continue the explanation of verse 48 of the glorious Quran from Surah Yasin, chapter 36. And they say, when will this promise, meaning the resurrection, be fulfilled if you are truthful? Meaning, the belying kafirs, the disbelievers who belie Allah and His Messenger, they say, when will this promise that you talk about, meaning the resurrection, will be fulfilled if you are truthful? This is, an exclamation uh, making it sound like this is you know impossible and also there is challenge in this exclamation Mata had al when this promise will be fulfilled <coughs> So when shall we be resurrected? There is no doubt that their challenge is refuted. Because those who told them of the resurrection did not specify a particular day, a specific day for it. They didn't say that the resurrection will be occurring on such and such day because they have no knowledge of it. And let us also examine something they also raised in another part of the Qur'an as in Surah Al-Jasiyah chapter 45 chapter 45 <coughs> verse 25 <coughs> ما كان حجتهم إلا أن قالوا ائتوا بآبائنا إن كنتم صادقين and when our clear verses are recited to them their argument is no other than that they say bring back our dead fathers if you are truthful bring back our dead fathers if you, if you are truthful so those who told them that they will be resurrected in did they tell them that they will be resurrected in this life 
So for them to come and argue and say, bring back our fathers if you are truthful? Rather, they told them, you will be resurrected, meaning on the day of resurrection. So here, what was the argument of the disbelievers? Bring back our dead fathers. Meaning, bring them back to life. Such a challenge is inappropriate at all. Because it wasn't said to them, they were not told that you will be resurrected in this life. Rather, on the day of resurrection you will be. And therefore, similarly in this verse we are discussing, they are saying, مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ When this promise of yours will be fulfilled if you are truthful. So, false argument. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds, in Surah Al-Jathiyah, in chapter 45, verse Say to them, Allah gives you life, then causes you to die, then He will assemble you on the day of resurrection, about which there is no doubt, but most of mankind know not. The benefits of this verse, number one. The children of Adam may take challenges to Allah to this extent and say, When this promise will be fulfilled? Second, the messengers proclaimed the message clearly and told mankind that they will be resurrected and will be recompensed. And they promised. They came with the promise that this is true and that it will come and it will happen. And from the benefits of this verse is that those who uttered these statements of challenge belied the messengers. They didn't believe them. Then we move to the next verse. قال الله تعالى ما ينظرون إلا صيحة واحدة تأخذهم وهم يخصمون Verse 49 
They await only but a single shout, Sayha. Which will seize them while they are disputing. While they are disputing. They await. <coughs> a single shout, Sayha. This is the first blowing in the trumpet. Al-Nathkhatul Ula. The first blowing on the trump in the trumpet on the day of resurrection. Because this blow or this blowing will have a frightening and great sound that frightens the creation. Ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said describing it in Surah An Naml in chapter twenty seven Verse 87. And remember the day on which the trumpet, the trumpet will be blown. And all who are in the heavens and all who are on the earth will be terrified except him whom Allah will exempt and all shall come to him humbled. Surah An-Naml verse 87 All the creation will be terrified except whom Allah exempts will be terribly terrified this will lead to swallowing away they will be swallowed away to death so in this case it will it will be one single blow terrifying and it will swan people away will give them no time it will come out of a sudden while they are heedless playing busy with their affairs disputing one another and this tells that on such an hour their hearts will be differing and they will be like cattle and that's why the hour will not be established except on the evil ones. They only have enmity, hatred, 
no faith, there will be the evil ones. The evil ones in their stance with Allah and evil ones in their relations between them. The benefits of this verse, number one, affirming the knowledge and the hearing of Allah. Because Allah said in this verse, they await only but a single sayha. Because this is in response when they said, when this promise will be fulfilled. So the matter is known to Allah. And Allah responded because He hears. Second, the threat to those who belie threatening them by this sayha Third, the ability of Allah, the perfect ability of Allah, to take them out all by a single shout, which is the blowing in the trumpet. And that this will take place suddenly. While they are heedless, disputing amongst themselves. And this tells of their terrible conditions. And as the Prophet ﷺ described them, in the authentic narration reported by Muslim, أن الساعة لا تقوم إلا على شرار الخلق that the hour will not be established except on the most wicked and evil of creation. Then in the next verse, قال الله تعالى فلا يستطيعون توصية وَلَا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ يَرْجِعُونَ فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ تَوْصِيَةً وَلَا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Then they will not be able to make bequest nor they will return to their family. So, when they will be taken by this shout, they will not move from their places. Even they cannot say anything because of the 
fright, the terrible fright they will be in. So they cannot so they cannot be with to their families, nor to their children, because the matter is great. They could not speak. So they cannot reach their families. They cannot reach their families. And they cannot bequeath anything to them. And this tells that the matter that took them or will take them is a great matter. And it is as such. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Naml which we mentioned earlier chapter 27 verse 87 and remember the day on which the trumpet, the trumpet will be blown and all who are in the heavens and all who are on the earth will be terrified except him whom Allah exempt and all shall come to him humbled you see here it is said on the day when on which the trumpet will be blown and in this verse verse 51 in our surah here وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَإِذَا هُمْ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَإِذَا هُمْ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ Then they will not be able to make in 51, in 51, And the trumpet will be blown. And behold, from the graves they will come out quickly to their Lord. In these two verses concerning the blowing in the trumpet, there was no mention as to who will blow. Because this is more profound in the terrifying of them which is intended so sometimes not mentioning the doer may indicate a profound and magnified fear It is affirmed, however, from the Prophet ﷺ that the one
We have to wait a little bit because the connection is lost. Okay, back inshallah. Let's continue, inshallah, now. Can you hear me? Please put one. It is affirmed, however, from the hadith of the Prophet, that the one entrusted in the blowing of the trumpet is Israfil, the angel, the great angel Israfil. The one one of the great angels who carry the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The blowing of the trumpet is mentioned in this verse we are talking about. Also it is mentioned in Surah Al-Naml, chapter 27, and also in Surah Al-An'am, in Surah 6, and other places in the Quran the scholars rahimahumullah disagreed concerning the number of blows in the trumpet are they three or two Are they three or two? The three blowings in the trumpet. Are they three or two? Some of them said they are three. A 
and some said they are too. Those who said they are three considered them as follows. The first blowing is the al the terrifying. This leads to fright. The second leads to swooning away and death. And the third is that of the resurrection. Swooning away. In Surah Al-Zumar, yes, in Surah Al-Zumar, chapter 39, chapter 39, verse 68, قال الله تعالى ونفخ في الصور فصعق من في السماوات ومن في الأرض إلا من شاء الله ثم نفخ فيه أخرى فإذا هم قيام ينظرون and the trumpet will be blown and all who are in the heavens and all who are on the earth will swan away except him whom Allah will then it will be blown a second time and behold they will be standing, looking on, waiting. So here Allah mentioned two. Two blowings. And in Surah An-Naml, in chapter 27, verse 87, He mentioned one. وَيَوْمَ يُنْفَخُ فِي الصُّورِ فَفَزِعَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ And remember the day on which the trumpet will be blown and all who are in the heavens and all who are on the earth will be terrified. فَزَعَ This is the frightening one. Except him whom Allah will exempt and all shall come to him humbled. So after, after this verse in 87, he mentioned the day of resurrection and did not mention the third one. So therefore, this terrifying will be before death, then death, then resurrection. This is the explanation as to those who mentioned that there are three. The second opinion is that they are two. And this is what is apparent. What is apparent is that there are two blowings. However, the first one involves a fright and swooning away. And the second 
in the second or following the second there will be resurrection as to the trumpet it's a great and vast one and in one narration reported by Ibn Jarir al-Tabari in his tafsir and al-Hafid ibn Hajar related it to Abi Ya'la that the vastness of it is like the vastness between the heavens and the earth in it the blowing for resurrection will take place and the souls will come out from it each soul directed to its own body which it used to occupy in this life it will not miss it irrespective of the great number of souls that will come out from this trumpet and even to the degree if many people were buried in the same place the soul of each one will only go to its specified body this is the ordainment of Allah the most magnificent the most knowledgeable so back to verse 51 now وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَإِذَا هُمْ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ verse 51 and the trumpet will be blown and behold from the graves they will come out quickly to their Lord quickly immediately when the blowing will take place there is going to be no time between the, the blowing and the and the uh, emergence of of these people from of the people from their graves when they come out they will come out quickly and Allah mentioned here the graves because this is <coughs> where most of people are buried Otherwise we know that there are people who drowned in oceans and in seas and their bodies are not buried as in the normal graves or others were left dead on the earth or eaten by beasts or burned and scattered by wind each one will be resurrected but Allah mentioned the graves here because most people are buried 
the benefits of this verse the benefits of this verse Number one, when the blowing of the trumpet takes place, no one will be able to speak or move from his place. Second, the magnitude of this shock which renders, renders them Speechless. Not only that, won't be able to move because his feet will not or his legs will not enable him even to stand. As in the hadith, when concerning the story of the death of the Prophet, as in Sayyid al Bukhari. And the story is as follows. It's narrated that Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu came mounting his horse and entered the mosque and went straight to Allah's Messenger وسلم, who was covered with a hibra which is a kind of a Yemenite cloth he then uncovered the Prophet وسلم's face and bowed over him and kissed him and wept saying let my father and mother be sacrificed for you by Allah, Allah will never cause you to die twice as for the death which was written for you has come upon you here Abu Bakr went out while Umar ibn al-Khattab was walking to the people Abu Bakr said Sit down, O Umar. But Umar refused to sit down. So the people came to Abu Bakr and left Umar. Abu Bakr said to proceed. If anyone amongst you used to worship Muhammad وسلم, then Muhammad وسلم, is dead. But if anyone of you used to worship Allah, then Allah is alive and shall never die. And he recited, The saying of Allah, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ Muhammad is no more than a messenger indeed. Many messengers have passed away before him. This is in Surah Al-Imran. And Allah will reward those who are thankful. By Allah, it was as if the people never knew that Allah had revealed this verse before till Abu Bakr recited it. And all the people received 
it from him. By Allah, it was as if the people never knew that Allah had revealed this verse before. Till Abu Bakr recited it, and all the people received it from him. And I heard everybody of the people reciting it then. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu said here, By Allah, when I heard Abu Bakr, this is the point of evidence. By Allah, when I heard Abu Bakr reciting it, my legs could not support me. And I fell down at the very moment of hearing him reciting it, declaring that the Prophet ﷺ had died. This is the shock, this is the impact of the shock. It renders the person speechless, and it may render him unable to stand on his legs. As in the case here with Umar, when he heard the shocking news of the death of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Third benefit. What indicates the greatness of this shout is that they will not be able to return to their families Although they will be eager to do that, but they are prevented from that. They couldn't because of the impact of this blowing. And this verse affirms the blowing in the trumpet. And it is from the unseen methods which we must believe in without asking as to how it will occur. So if someone says, how this will occur, we say this is a matter we don't know of. And its affair rests with Allah, because it is unseen, and Allah did not tell us as to how it will occur. And from the benefits of this verse, is the perfect ability of Allah Azza wa Jal, The mere blowing in the trumpet necessitates that people come out all from their graves quickly. And this brings another benefit, and that is the affirmation of resurrection. And that it's a true life. People will come to it again. Because in the verse, they will come out quickly. And this indicates that this could not occur except when they are alive. And this also brings another benefit. That people will come out quickly to a place, a specified place, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend to, in order to judge between His creation. Because in the verse, from the graves they will come out quickly ila rabbihim to their Lord.
from the verse also there is another benefit. That the graves are a favor of Allah on mankind. Yes. Just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed favor upon mankind having homes on the surface of the earth. Similarly, the graves are from His bounties. How Allah Ta'ala, Allah the Most High says in Surah Al-Mursalat, chapter 77, verses 25-26 أَلَمْ نَجْعَلِ الْأَرْضَ كِفَاتَ أَحْيَاءً وَأَمْوَاتَ Have we not made the earth a receptacle for the living and the dead? So Allah gave us these homes as a shield And in it we carry on our affairs and be with our families. Similarly, He bestowed upon us the graves where it shields us and protects the bodies from beasts and so forth. And the last verse and the last benefit from this verse affirming the general rububiyya of Allah, the general lordship. Because Allah said, they will come out quickly to their lord. So this is general. For all of those who will come out of their graves. And we know that the lordship is of two types, a general and a particular one. And we discussed this before. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This brings the end of the tafsir of verses 48 to 51. Alhamdulillahi wa sallallahu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.